So the last time Australia had a better record, the last time we won more consecutive tosses in a row, sorry to say it started in 1998 oh, in October no. in Peshawar by one M.A. Taylor. We won 12 in a row. 12 Tub tosses. Tub well, we are dealing with one of the great tosses. <laughs> so that's not surprising anybody. <laughs> then I started this great yeah, exactly. tossing, guy. That's it. No one's surprised listening to Triple M. <laughs> That the greatest ever was you. Can we go back to Peshawar? No. Oh! <laughs> Rabada not for 70 so far. Kawaja on 98. What's he going to do then? And he pulls this one. It's down to fine leg. Are they going to come back for two? Yes, they are. He wants it. He's running real fast. He's going to make it. Yes, he does. I'm having deja vu here once more because Kawaja, he can't get enough of the SCG and they can't get enough of him. Because it's three figures once more. He does a little jig and why not? What a brilliant, brilliant day again. Deja vu, what can I say? Kawaj has gone to 100, 206 ball. Tubby Taylor, that was quite mm. enough. He played really well. He takes his, he's taken his time here. 76 overs for that 100, which in today's game is quite a slow 100. But he's got plenty of time. And as you said, he's in your core. He loves batting here. He, was given an opportunity this time last year against England when uh, Travis Head was out of the game through, through a COVID uh, substitute late before that game. 100-100 against England and now 100 here in South Africa back at the SCG. So, yeah, he's got plenty of fans here and he loves batting here. Now, we like to extract the urine here. We've got to take a break, but I'm going to ask you this. Who's your number one bunny of all time? Test batsman, who, who did you know you had it, just completely had it over? Um... Oh, there was, there was a few of them. Modesty, but, uh, <laughs> a good boy. Modesty doesn't work in the triple M box. It could be here sometime. Here. No, no, no. Well, there's there's one guy that stands out more than any other. I know who you're going to um, say. But, yeah, I enjoyed bowling to Brian Lara. I knocked yeah. him over 15 times, but he did get us for a couple of big <laughs> hundreds and, and double hundreds. So you can't say he's a bunny. But, yeah, poor old Michael Atherton. Um, you know, I knocked him over... I think it was 18 19 times in 18 test matches. Uh, and the last time I got him out, I was bowling, you know, I was bowling sort of rubbish. Mark War always called it uh, gun barrel straight. I was bowling a bit of gun barrel just outside off stump. And he just kept playing and missing. And then I bowled one. I thought I'll get a little bit straighter, more sort of on middle leg, uh, middle off, sorry. And he just nicked it straight to Mark Taylor. It wasn't that quick. It didn't do a great deal. But I think Pearl Athers was a shot duck at that he stage. And he walked off. And I thought, you know, it shouldn't be that easy. But I was, I was more, than, uh, more than happy to take the wicket. But Pearl Athers, yeah, knocked him over a few times. And uh, every time I see him in the commentary box, all the other commentators give it to him. So, uh, yeah, probably Athers was, was the one that uh, I, I had the edge over. I, you had the edge over a few, though. An expectant balcony, Australian balcony, watching on from the Sydney Pavilion. They do say it's it's more nerves watching from the sidelines than it is playing in the middle. And, and I mean, Sarin, you probably have more experience of that. Is, that. is that true? You reckon you'd rather be out there in the middle? Oh, I don't know. Depends what I was doing the night before. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly the question that Steve Smith has asked himself. <laughs> at, the back, at the back of the uh, dressing room, the physio's bench. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nokia into Smith, and this is Paul. Square of the wicket. Into the crowd, on the bounce. Yep, they're going to get a boundary for it. Indeed he is. Smith takes his helmet off. Back to the crowd. Regulation century from the Sydney sider. Steve Smith, which is three figures. He hugs Usman Kawaja at the other end. They formed a solid, solid partnership. 
South Africa unable to break it at all today. Calm as you like. A regular occurrence here at the SCG, Steve Smith Tun. 103 from 190 deliveries. He's never looked like getting out. And from what I understand, the rate at which uh, Steve Smith is scoring centuries surpasses them all. As this one is full and driven back straight into the hands of Maharaj. And I think that Maharaj has his first wicket in this Australian tour. And yes, it is. Smith is out for 104. He's driven it straight back at the bowler. All he had to do was hang on. And he did. He clung on to it this time. Maharaj has his wicket. His figures, one for 95. Smith departs for 104. And Australia, three wickets down for three, five, six. Well, you can hardly believe it. You can hardly believe it. And Steve Smith certainly can't. Half volley, straight back to him. He couldn't drop it if he, if he tried. And Steve Smith, after one standing ovation, he'll get a second standing ovation as he walks off the SCG. Caught and bowled Maharaj for 100 and four. Kishaf Maharaj with his first wicket of this series. He gets that of Steve Smith in triple figures. 104, he's out for three for three, five, six. For Cooper's mild out to Palermo Rocks cricket. Oh. Good. Gus Warland, Greg Blewett and Merv Hughes taking you through our last over for a comms change. Janssen from the Ramwick end into Smith. Full ball, driven. Can't beat mid off and it stays two for 293. So it's two for 293. Merv, can you focus on the cricket? I don't know what is happening behind you. Throwing, you're like a kid at school. Yeah, or otherwise. Throwing or otherwise, rubbish around. Just leave. Yeah. <laughs> focus. Oh, he's, he's gone. Oh, he's hey, gone. It worked. It worked. Yes. It's gone. Oh, oh no. Come back. Bad news. He's coming oh, back. We love you, mate. We love you. Janssen in again to Smith. Just one off the outside edge, but he can't beat Gully as he gets squared up by a good one from Janssen. Two for two nine three. Just doing what I'm told, yes. Okay. I got asked back, so I'm back. Bold, bold by Janssen there. Very good ball, copying the outside edge. <laughs> Been a good spell since lunch from Janssen. Mm. Uh, nice little rendition of the Richie song in the drinks break. Let's have a listen to it. <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. Oh, that Channel 9 music brings <laughs> memories back for a lot of people. Gus and Izzy are over there with the Richies. Come in, team. Yeah, no, we're over here. We just were right here for that rendition. And how good is it just to be amongst everyone here? It's beautiful out in the sunshine, and the Richies are having a ball. Although, chaps, I'm not sure that we're going to call them the Richies or the Gus Warlands, because I tell you, our man out here had a bit of a standing ovation when we came down. <laughs> Am I allowed to scull a beer as well, as well on here? I'm not too sure, but I did that because I just felt the pressure to do it. But uh, just an awesome amount of people out here loving it. And hearing that song, 
was just taking me back to my childhood. It's when cricket, to me, when I fell in love with the game. So, yeah, we're going to be a part of these guys at 2.22, which is not too far away pretty much straight away now, Izzy. What about for you just to see these legends of, uh, of, of Richie Benno, of course? Some people wanted to play on the SCG scoring hundreds. Other people wanted to commentate a la Richie Bono and be one of the Bonos. And I feel like I'm living that childhood dream right here. These these are my people. Gussie, how, how does it work with the, with your ticket? And Someone told me you get your wig and your microphone, but you've got to get your own jacket. Is that the way you understand it? Yeah, that's exactly right, Macy. You get your wig and your, your blow-up microphone, and then you get your seat, and then you've got to do your best to come up with, obviously, your, your beige or your whatever colour you want to come up with. But they're legends, mate. They're having a great time. Thank God the weather's turned and we can have a full day because these guys are having an absolute crack, and they deserve it, you know. This is exactly what cricket's all about, these type of supporters. They love it. Hey, hey, Gussie, can you ask one of them, or maybe the leaders of the Richies, do they do they have like a fine system? Oh. If someone's got the wrong coloured beige or, mm. or they don't have a jacket, is, is there like a fine for, for in, inappropriate dress? Well, I've got the skipper right here with me. Uh, Tubby Taylor asked, is there a fining system if people don't come up with the right beige or the right, uh, the right outfit, the right gear? Absolutely. It's a, it's a huge honour to represent Richie and, and honour Richie Benno. So we have really strict dress standards. You've got to have the cream, the bone, the white, the off-white, the ivory, the beige. <laughs> there you go, Tubbs. I that answers your question, Beautiful. brother. On you, Gus. <laughs> we'll do our best. Well done to Gus and Izzy. Two for three, three, four. Izzy and Gus are out in the crowd. Izzy, come in, come in. <laughs> well, it's just me at the moment because uh, Gus Warden seems to be, we've lost him. And I think we found another Richie in the crowd as well. Is it the Richies or the Gusses out here? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> got a few words from... I'm not quite sure how lubricated everybody is out here. I think Gus has already had to, to deck two, but I think the gentlemen out here probably probably on a fair few more. As long as they're Cooper's Mile Isles, they'll be fine out there, is he? Absolutely Cooper's Mile Isles only out here, from what I can understand. All right, we hope you get home safely. If not... Uh, and they love Triple M. What of course they, they do. Never, never give the mic to animals or children, and possibly those who've had a few Cooper's Isles. Good on you, Iz. Appreciate it. It's like a changing bowler. Norkia's coming back into the attack from the Paddington end, Australia 2 3 3. Or do we have Kawaja getting his double hundred, then the declaration? Well, Gussie, I haven't changed my opinion from this time, well, from last night when we were sitting here chatting about that, and we thought the weather would be bad, and unfortunately it is. Uh, hopefully we will get some play today, and, it, and when that does happen, as I said yesterday, if I was Pat Cummins, I'd be saying to Uzi, mate, 195, well played, congratulations, that's your final score. You're going to be 195 not out. Four for 475 is plenty of runs. They now need to get 20 wickets. So they need to grab every opportunity they can today to take as many wickets as they can today because you never know what's around the corner in Test Match Cricket. You suspect at some stage one of the South Africans is going to play well and they're going to make 100. You know, that may not happen, but you've got to think about that. Mm. You've got to think about this week we could, we could lose all but 20 minutes of play today or half an hour. In that half an hour, if Australia can get one wicket or two wickets, that's more important than Usman Khawaja getting five more runs. Yeah, let's talk about either side of this particular bar of the two dressing rooms of the players. So as we stand, and if people can imagine, we're looking out at the ground at the moment. To our left is the opposition, to the right is the Australian home dressing room, which you have been in for so long, mate. Just tell us about some of the stories that goes in those dressing rooms, but also, do you spend time in each other's dressing rooms, or does that depend on how the teams get along? 
This is normally the last test match of the summer, so if it was an Ashes series, for example, at the end of this test match, England would come across, they'd, they'd bring their rescue, we would have as much beer as, as they could drink, and we'll enjoy the moment in there. We've been in battle for five test matches, you've gone hard at each other, but at the end of that time, that's where you enjoy yourself in there, and it's always open at the end of a test. I remember Matthew Hayden's last test match, and, and we're sitting in the change room, and Matthew Hayden stomped his foot on the floor. And I remember looking at him with Andrew McDonald. I'm thinking he needs to retire. He's lost his um, he's lost his marbles. He's a great at the game. Then he did it again. And we said, "What are you doing?" He said, "You young kids, wait and see." And about the fourth time he did it, there was a knock back. He said, "We're on. We're in our jock straps. Some in their budgie smugglers. We took off down the cellars underneath the change room." So we spent the next four, five, eight hours, I'm not quite sure. That's a technicolour we don't need to get into. We spent that time in the cellar drinking red wine, you're, you're having your scotches with all the ground staff and everyone at the trust. And that's the tradition of the Sydney Test Match. So that happens at the end of every Sydney Test Match. There's a knock and then all of a sudden someone says, we're on here. And you go downstairs and is all that drink already down there? Or do you pile that in from these bars and it's just a spot where you can feel safe and protected from the elements and mobile phones and journos? Well, there's definitely no mobile phone service down there, which is great. It's just a seller of the, the SCG. It's a seller of this bar. So all the alcohol's down there. You sit down there. And, and it's the last test all the time. It's not just a big event for, for the players, but a, a lot goes into a te- uh, test match from the, the Sydney Cricket Ground Trust and all the staff, the ground staff. So you get together down there. You enjoy a good laugh. You share some stories. But Matthew Hayden introduced that to us. I think that's fantastic and a story I've never heard before. What about the opposition dressing room? Do you go into there very often or is it always the opposition coming into the home dressing room? And is this something that happens not just here but other grounds around the world as well at the end of a series? Well, the protocol normally at the end of a series is for the the home team to invite the opposition into their room and, and that's what happens here. I've very rarely been into the, the away change room. The only time I was in there was actually my first time here at the SCG. In the Canberra Comets days, we played a game against New South Wales and, and we were in the opposition change. It didn't feel quite right, Gussie, if I'm telling you. Someone who's grown up in the country, moved to, to Queanbeyan and always been a New South Wales. And to be in the other change room, I, I didn't like it. They've, in, in there, they've got one of the cupboards has got from... Uh, I don't know where it goes back to, but every time you get a century, you ride it on the wall. So they've got guys that have scored a century and they, they ride it up there, the date and who was against. So I witnessed that. But it's more fun in the in our change room. You walk into our change room, you've got beautifully Clarks up there, you've got David Warner's hundred, Ricky Ponding, Doug Walders, then you've got the Fifers on the other ball. It's just a great tradition of this ground. Which which boulders could we start with? Yeah, which, which, who's going to be our enforcer? You know, well, someone who looks mean. It can be like big moustache type. Big moustache oh, of the oh, yeah. think of Gets anyone. in your face. I can't long, think of one often, often goes down to the um, yeah. Bay 13 and does some stretching. That sort of guy. Uh, like Maybe like we'll do 4X ads with foam around yeah. them inside. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to think here. I, nothing's no. really coming <laughs> to mind. Uh, and maybe he's even blossomed as they've retired. <laughs> No, no way in the world. But have a look at the West Indian opening batsman spinner, Cornwell. Yeah, we've yeah, got, no, him, we've got in. him in. We've got, and, and, and we've just seen our team manager wander into the back of the box as well. There's no doubt. As Gussie warms, we've got a team manager, which is, which is good going. Hazelwood around the wicket. Short one. Took him into the glove. Again. How many times does Elgar want to get out the same way? One for 22. He should have walked on the catch to, to Smith. That's what he should have done. What the hell? Great short ball, though, from Hazelwood. It's a ripper. 
right over his right shoulder. He, he thought about hooking it, but it was on a bit quick for him. In the end, he tried to evade it, takes the gloves, and Carey takes Ooh. off and takes a good catch. They've got the skipper. Hazelwood's got him. Now, there was a little bit of uh, uh, commotion, for want of a better word, in the, the media today, so, suggesting that your captain should allow you to bat on. When did you find out that he was going to declare? Um, I, I, the plan was always to bat in the morning. Uh, the rain was the only thing that was going to halt it. Uh, and it rained at the worst times. Every time we thought we were going to get on, it just a little bit of rain would come through. And then they took the covers off and there's a few muddy patches and it just kept getting less likely and less likely. I knew, obviously, Paddy wanted to bowl at some stage. And then um, before he even came up to me and talked to me, I could sort of read the signs. <laughs> I honestly just said, I went up to him like, Paddy, mate, just whatever you need to do to win this test match, just do it. Because uh, I love playing for Australia, and it, you know, if I'm not playing this game to win this game, then it'd be wrong for me to ask you to go out there for two or three overs, so just do whatever you feel. I want to know, right. is his bedside manner? So is he sort of ripping the band-aid off, or is he apologising before telling you the bad news? I mean, how does... No, no, no. I got him first. I don't want him to come to me. So I'm like, mate, you just make the decision. Take the motion out of it. You just do what you want to do. So um, I made the initiative to make sure I got up to him first.